Hare Krishna. A warm welcome to all of you for today's Gita Live session. Today we have taken up a very sensational topic, in one sense a controversial topic. It's to do with suicides. I feel it is quite relevant in present times when at times we read on headlines, newspaper headlines, so-and-so committed suicide. Recently, of late, a lot of discussion has been happening on Sushant Singh Rajput. So before we get into the discussion on this subject, let us pray together. Let us seek the blessings of Srila Prabhupada, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Lord Sri Krishna and then see what Gita has to teach us, what insights we can gather from Bhagavad Gita which will help us tide through tough times in our life without considering suicide as one of the options. So please join me in offering the prayers. If possible, you can fold your hands and offer the prayers along with me. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Nitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shiva Sadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratushe Namaha Namo Brahmane Devaya Go Brahmane Hitayacha Jagadhitaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Taptakanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhyevacha Patitanam Pavne Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namo Namaha Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <coughs> So today while I was preparing for this session, I thought I should compile some statistics, some figures related to suicides. 
and believe me the figures are quite alarming it's a matter of great concern how at times because of various situations circumstances people opt suicide as one of the option and at times people commit suicide although many many people consider this as an option attempt to commit one and many people end up taking their own lives so i'll share with you some of the statistics it is said that suicide is a silent epidemic we know this coronavirus pandemic a lot is being talked about world over people are getting infected many people are losing their lives although many people are also losing their lives because of committing suicides but somehow it is not in the news world over every year about 8 lakh people commit suicide end up taking their own lives and it is a silent epidemic in the sense that it spares no one it's not that people only in third world countries or only people who are poor or illiterate cut across all boundaries of nationality of caste of color of creed male female black white rich poor everyone is under the scope of this epidemic called suicide nobody is immune to this and people in dire circumstances end up taking their own lives there is one death by suicide roughly every 40 seconds in other words by the time we end today's session about 120 people would have committed suicide there is one death by suicide in the us every 12 minutes world over it's 40 seconds and in the us and while i was talking about yes maybe in third world countries or because of poverty because of so many economic problems people may end up taking their lives but here we have examples of prosperous country like us replete with resources but every 12 minutes in the us one person takes his own life because of suicide now while we talk about suicide the numbers saying that 40 seconds one person commits suicide world over but every successful attempt there are 25 other attempts which have been made to end a person's life but were not successful there is one suicide for every estimated 25 suicide attempts sometimes people cut their you know wrists or they may take something some pills but somehow they get saved 
Suicide is the second leading cause of death in the world for those in the age group of 15 to 24 years. So who are the most susceptible? 15 to 24 years. It's the second most leading cause of death in this age group. More teenagers and young adults die from suicide than from cancer, heart disease, AIDS, birth defects, stroke, pneumonia, influenza, chronic lung diseases all put together combined. So in this age group, 15 to 24 years, it's the second leading cause for death when combined with all other so-called common causes of death. Now, what is the cause for an alarm? There is a 30% increase in the rate of death by suicide world over between the year 2000 and 2016. 30% increase. On one side, we are saying that we are living in a technologically advanced world. There's a lot of innovation happening, a lot of R&D happening. We now have better amenities, better gadgets to communicate with our near and dear ones. But more and more people world over are feeling lonely, going through situations where they consider this as an option. So there is 30% increase in the number of suicides when compared to 2000, year 2000. Now there's another interesting statistics. It says that males take their own lives at nearly four times when compared to females. In other words, of all the deaths by suicide, about 77% is of males. In other words, the females are less prone to take this step of taking their own lives. Now, if you were to look at what is the means, what people adopt to commit suicide. Firearms are the most commonly used method of suicide among the males. In other words, 56% of males end up taking their own lives using firearms. More so in advanced countries where you can have a license and you can keep guns with you. 56% of the people, males, they end their life using firearms, shoot themselves. Among the females, poisoning is the most commonly used method and that is close to about 34% of females who end up committing suicide. It's because of poisoning. The prevalence of suicidal thoughts, suicidal planning and suicide attempts is significantly higher among the age group of 15 to 24 years. As I mentioned, this is the time, the teenagers, they're more prone to such kind of thoughts when compared to other age groups. And more so in present time because, you know, this lot of flux, 
lot of changes in the environment. Things are moving very fast. And at times for a person to cope up with those changes, with the pressures in the society, there's a lot of pressure. A person may end up taking his own life. Every year we hear so many people from very premier institutes like IITs and other uh, very prominent colleges end up committing suicides. So these are few statistics which I thought I should share with all of you so that we understand, yes, it's a matter of great concern. 8 lakh people committing suicide every year, it's not a small number. Every 40 second, a person committing suicide. It's a big number. So now let's understand from the perspective of scriptures, from the Bhagavad Gita, why a person has to go through so much of suffering, so much of pain, so much of despair that he thinks that better let me just take my life. Enough is enough. On one side we see that Lord is our father, loving father. He is all powerful. He is all knowing. He is all loving. We are his children. Then why has Lord created this world where there is so much of pain and suffering? In fact, morning, our day starts with a prayer called Mangala Arati, where we sing eight stanzas glorifying the Guru, spiritual master. And the prayer starts with Samsara Dava Nalalidha Loka. This material world is compared to a forest fire. You know, there are forest fires even in advanced countries like Australia, the US and miles and miles, acres and acres of forests under fire and such mighty countries with such resources, they are just helpless. So this forest fires, nobody goes and ignites fire, they just start the forest ablaze all of a sudden. Maybe because of friction or rubbing of trees. So likewise, this material world is also compared to a forest fire because although we wish that no miseries should land up in our lives, we make a lot of plans to be peaceful, to be happy. But suddenly from nowhere, miseries land up in our lives and completely rattled, completely bewildered. That's the nature of this world. And that's why Krishna in the Gita says, sometimes you know we all have opinions and our opinions can be wrong based on the experience we have had in the world so far. Somebody who has had a very wonderful life, has seen a lot of success with good people around him, everyone supporting him, good relatives, good times. He might have an opinion that this wonderful, this world is wonderful. Everyone is so good, but at times people go through tough times. 
through crisis. At, at times, even their near and dear ones desert them. Nobody comes forward to help them. And having gone through such an experience, a person may conclude, may have an opinion that this world is very mean. People are very mean. It is not a place for a gentleman to live. He can have an opinion like this. But let's understand what's the opinion of the one who has made this material world, who is the creator of this material world. If I were to use, let's say, a, a laptop or anything which is from Microsoft, Microsoft engineers are the best to know about that product because they have created that product. So Krishna in the Gita says that this material world is Dukhalayam. It's a place of misery. And Ashashvatam, it is temporary. Yes, somebody may go through a phase in life where everything is so nice, has a good job, good family, good children, economic prosperity, there is no scarcity, everything is going quite smooth. But then Krishna says it is Ashashvatam, it is temporary, it won't last. Krishna in the Gita says, for one who has taken birth is sure to die. And for one who has left his body, who has died, is sure to take birth again. So this is the nature of this material world. I attended one uh, seminar. And in that seminar, in fact, I was addressing some of the students. This was way back. Uh, in the year 2016, some students from a very premier institute had come to our temple in Bangalore. So I asked the students, what is the real challenge which if we address, what is the real problem in this world which if we address, if we find a solution, although for many problems we don't have a magic solution. People have been battling with many problems for many, many years, many, many decades. Poverty, illiteracy, diseases. So I ask them, what according to you are the real problems of this world, which if we address, the world will be a better place to live in. So one of them raised hand and said, it's poverty. And another person says, it's illiteracy. Because of illiteracy, you know, people get into this poverty cycle and they're not able to come out of it. And then some said corruption. So like that, you know, intelligent students from a very good institute and uh, they were coming up with some brilliant answers. And there are reasons to suggest that these are the real problems. Logically speaking, rationally speaking, they had facts and figures to you know, substantiate what they were saying. Poverty, illiteracy, corruption. But we have examples of some countries who have very less poverty. A lot of people are literate. And the government policies are such like this. Very less or negligible corruption. Most of the answers which I had got 
there are countries where these problems are not existing or to a very small degree. Take, for example, US. Although corruption may be there, but compared to third world countries, poverty is less, corruption is less, systems and processes are there, a lot of discipline is there. But still, I was reading an article, one person out of every five person in the US consults a psychiatrist. Why? There is no economic problem. They are prosperous, replete with resources, good infrastructure. And as I told you earlier, it is not that only rich people, only poor people suffer because of financial problems, because of debts, they end up taking this drastic step. We have examples of millionaires and billionaires also who have committed suicides. In fact, that article says many of the psychiatrists themselves may be consulting a psychiatrist in turn because every one out of every five person consults a psychiatrist. So it is not that if you are educated, if you are staying in a country where good infrastructure is there, good resources are there, there is no poverty, there is no illiteracy, then people are all very happy and such occurrences will not happen. No. This made us to think, in fact, in that discussion, I triggered this, uh, you know, for people to think, what are the real problems of life? What are the real problems? Okay, we may say illiteracy is a problem, we may say poverty is a problem, but in spite of not having those as a problem, people are struggling. What are the real problems? That way our scriptures have done a wonderful analysis of what's happening in this world. Actually, our great rishis, saintly personalities, self-realized soul have have true understanding of the world. They are able to see things clearly. They are enlightened soul. Their eyes are open to the realities of this world. They are not in illusion. They are able to see things as they are. They have very clearly analyzed what are the real problems in this world. Problems also are relative. What is food for one is poison for another. I remember we were, many years ago we were, you know, when we came to Mumbai, we were using, uh, for our programs, we had designed some inserts, newspaper inserts, and we were, you know, taking help of a newspaper vendor to insert those pamphlets in the newspapers. And every time during this season, the rainy season, monsoon season, he would complain. He says, Swamiji, you know, the rains spoil the whole thing. Because in the morning, imagine it's raining and they have to insert those things in the newspapers. And this is one thing which they make, earns them some revenue. And they have no proper place to insert. They have no proper place. It's dripping. It's raining in the morning. 
so you're just waiting let this rainy season get over otherwise it really spoils everything for me and for a person who is dealing with umbrellas for him the rainy season is blessing for him it's a you know substantial increase in his turnover he'll be waiting when the rainy season will come so that the sales will you know increase so what is rains may be problem for one it could be blessing for another person so that way problems can be relative what is problem for one could be a blessing for another person so what is a real problem ashastras have analyzed this for a problem to be a real problem it should have three characteristics the first characteristic of a problem is it is common to everyone it is not that this problem is only for indians it's only for men and not for women it's only for whites and not for the blacks it's for everyone rich man poor man everyone encounters that problem that is one of the characteristics of a real problem the second characteristic of a real problem is no one can avoid it no one can avoid it and uh, <clears throat> the third characteristic is no one wants it no one wants it everyone wants to keep it be away from it but still it lands up the problem is forced upon that person no one wants it still no one can avoid it so if you were to analyze all the problems we encounter in life some of the problems are temporary they come and go they are like seasonal changes but there are some problems which are satisfying the three criteria it is common to everyone no one wants it and still no one can avoid it even a person may be very rich very affluent very educated still cannot avoid it even he wants to not have that problem in his life cannot avoid it and a scripture says janma mrityu jara vyadhi dukha doshanu darshanam one who can perceive this is in the gita one who can perceive that janma birth mrityu death jara old age vyadhi diseases are the real problems for which we can find a solution in this human form of life that person is in knowledge and what is the cause the root cause of these janma mrityu jara vyadhi because as spirit soul we are eternal we are never dying we have sat chit and ananda but we have got this material body this deha this yantra which is undergoing this janma mrityu chara vyadhi and we have to experience that because we have identified ourselves with the body
So, so long as we are in this material world which is called as samsara davanala, like a forest fire, which is dukhalayam ashashvatam, so long as the soul is entangled in the meshes of birth, death, old age and disease, punarapi janma, punarapi marna, we will go through lot of ups and downs in this world, sometime good times, sometime bad times. Sometimes very, very bad times, sometimes very good times. We'll be going through that flux and a time can come when we'll be so bewildered that we may even consider suicide as an option. Let me share you with another interesting fact. In fact, this is in Garuda Purana. Garuda Purana says that the moment of death, it's a very painful experience. Garud Purana says that the amount of pain which a person goes through at the point of death is tantamount to, is equivalent to 42,000 scorpions biting a person at the same time. Now, most of us may not have an experience of a scorpion bite, but those of us who are from village background have stayed in villages, I'm sure might have had some experience. I was speaking to a person who, you know, has stayed a, quite some time in villages. So he was saying that, yes, it's quite common in villages. And uh, many times, many times, people also die because of, scorpion bite and it's also figured out that although there could be venom it could be poisonous that bite could be poisonous but most of the time people don't die because of venom they die because of intense pain because of that bite now imagine 42,000 scorpions biting simultaneously that's the kind of pain a person goes through when he is leaving the body. Now somebody may say, no, how do we, how do we understand this? How can we, you know, come to this understanding that such a painful experience? Last year, I was traveling from Mumbai to Bangalore. And uh, after we got down from the aircraft, uh, I went to the restroom. I had a laptop bag which I had kept just outside. There was another person, gentleman, traveling with me. And uh, when I came back, I took the laptop bag in my hand. I suddenly felt that it's quite light. The bag is very light. It's quite unusual. And then I opened the bag just to double check, is the laptop there? And the laptop was not there, it was missing. I became very panicky, imagine laptop, we do a lot of things on the laptop, uh, emails and all kinds of you know, work we do. And uh, even I had not backed it up, the work was not backed up. 
So imagine two years, two months, three months of hard work, whatever efforts have gone in, it's there on the laptop and it's not there. And then I recollected that while I was in the aircraft, I did some work on the laptop and, you know, I just took a little rest and I had kept the laptop in that pouch, which is there, the seat in front of us. And before deboarding, I had forgotten to collect the laptop. Unlike a train, you know, it's come on the platform, you have forgotten something, you can again go back and you can pick up the things which you have. You can't go back. By the time we deboarded the plane, it's already 10-15 minutes. So, I became very panicked. In fact, uh, I was in a lot of anxiety, a lot of pain. Imagine all the work which you have done last two months, three months, all the mails, all the work which you have done, all the documents you have created, it's all gone. Okay, laptop still you can buy a new one, but what about the work? What about all the data which is unsaved? And the person uh, who was traveling next to me, with me, he said, Swamiji, please don't worry, don't worry. You know, Swamiji who knows so much of philosophy, actually, I couldn't help but, you know, be anxious. All of a sudden, from nowhere, this situation came up when I have to lose the laptop. So, he consoled me and then we went to that booth where, you know, lost and found and, you know, uh, Indigo Airlines had this thing and we told them that we have left the laptop in the aircraft. Suddenly, you know, on a walkie-talkie, they could talk to the personnel there in the aircraft, the cleaning staff and all that. And they confirmed that they have got the laptop. And then they asked me the model and the details and all that. And uh, in 15-20 minutes, I got the laptop back. But the point what I want to make is that pain was quite intense. That laptop having lost the laptop. Imagine when compared to laptop, you go through a situation where all what you have achieved, all what you have done, all the relationship what you have had, all the time and energy you have invested in acquiring things, possessing things, it's being snatched away from you in no time. All relationships, all assets, all properties, all wealth, all name, all fame, Everything what you have is being taken away. How attached we are just to a small gadget, to another individual. We get so attached. Now imagine a situation where the soul is, is so-called separated from all that. All those things, possessions are being taken away. It's such a painful experience. Although, yes, we may see a person while sleeping, leaving the body. That's a different thing. But the soul has to go through that pain. Externally, it may appear that the person was sleeping and the eyes were closed and he left the body. But the soul, the death is not just that moment when a person leaves the body. The soul goes through an experience. A painful experience. Just like I gave an example, something which is very dear to you, something which is you're very attached to if it's taken away, it's a painful experience. Sometimes there's a death in the family. You know, we are shattered for years together, for months together. So it said that the death, at that point of death, the pain a person, the soul experiences is equivalent to 42,000 scorpions biting simultaneously. 
there was another saying somebody commented although the action of suicide you can call it bravery in the sense that you know a person has the guts to go and jump from a cliff or shoot himself action may be brave but the act is cowardly now a person may go through at times you would have seen you know earlier used to have the trains in which you know you can pull the chain to stop the train and there it's written penalty for unauthorized pulling of chain 300 rupees or one year in prison both options are painful but a person generally chooses the less painful one a person may just pay the fine and avoid going behind the bars for some people who cannot pay the dues cannot pay the penalty probably they may choose going behind the bars but the option is given so when does a person commit suicide when the pain agony the turmoil a person is going through is much much more than the pain of death for many people death is a problem when the world trade centers were attacked people jumped from the 72nd floor for many people death is a problem but somebody can go through a situation where death could be a solution he feels it is better for me to just take away my life na rahega baans na bajegi baansuri a person may think wrongly that if i commit suicide all my problems one shot will be over we had the example of that siddharth you know the of the cafe coffee day he just jumped into a river and two days later on the body was found so person may go through lot of pain lot of agony lot of pressure lot of turmoil where a person may think that okay better for me to just give up and take my own life now from the vedic perspective although yes prima facie it looks like a person kills himself all his problems are gone now siddharth probably does not have to pay the dues all his problems are gone but from vedic perspective suicide is not a solution and it is very important for us to understand why it is not a solution because even we so long as we are in this material world today i might be talking big big things but yes as kala unfolds different things in life there are people who are you know not able to sleep for days together they have to take sleeping pills otherwise they won't get sleep for a moment and imagine a person who has not slept for 3 days 4 days what kind of mind body system will he have kala can unfold such kind of situations in a person's life that way we can never be confident that way we cannot be so sometimes you know we we tend to put a brave front very positive attitude 
kala can unfold things in our life where we can be completely punctured. So a devotee should always be very humble, always be dependent on the Lord. Understand Maya, Kala, the forces of the Lord are very powerful. Should never be overconfident, should not be proud. Now that I have money, now I have good friends, now I have bank balance, all the resources, now I am safe. No, a devotee should always feel that I am, unless I have the protection of the Lord, unless I am in the shelter of the Lord, this material energy is very powerful. Any moment I can be rattled from my so-called peaceful life. Why suicide is not an option? We all have something called as karmic bank account. Before I get into the details, before I share this karmic bank account and why we should not have suicide as an option, let us have some kirtans. We'll all participate in this kirtans, have the kirtans together. And immediately after the kirtans, we will come to this uh, option, the point which I want to share with all of you. What is this karmic account and why suicide should not be considered as an option? We'll come to that. And we will join back after participating in this nice melodious Kirtan. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Krishna, 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 Krishna. 
quick recap of what we discussed today uh, we started off with some alarming statistics about suicide uh, we talked about how all over the world close to about 8 lakh people end up their lives every year which is approximately every 40 second one person committing suicide so it's unfortunate by the time we were having this kirtan 12 minutes of kirtan 15-20 people would have committed suicide and even so-called prosperous country replete with resources also are not exception in the US alone about every 12 minutes a person commits suicide so we talked about the nature of this world Krishna in the Gita says it's Dukkhalayam Ashashvatam and then we talked about what are the problems for which we should actually find a solution. All of us are trying to find solutions to the problems. World over people are having conferences, having meetings, having you know big big agendas, big big plans to solve the problems of the world. But according to Gita, Janma Mrityu Jara Vyadhi. One who can perceive that these are the problems for which we have to find a solution. Krishna says such a person is in knowledge. Because so long as we are having this material body, it will grow old, it will die, it will take birth again. And one will have to go through all the concomitant problems and difficulties. So Bhagavad Gita offers us a solution. Now before we talk about the solution, we also talked about how although death is a painful experience which is equivalent to 42,000 scorpions biting simultaneously, still a person may go through such a situation in life where he feels that suicide is a better option than the fear or pain of death. The act is cowardly but the action could be considered as a brave action, a person jumping off from a cliff or from a building. Now, why we should not consider suicide as an option? Because we all suffer because of karmic reactions. We have discussed in our previous sessions, because of good karma, good actions, we get a reaction in the form of pleasure, happiness, joy in our lives and the reactions of sinful deeds, bad karma fructify in our lives in the form of pain, agony, misery and if the karmic reactions are very bad, if they all under the influence of Kala sprout at the same time, it can be very overwhelming for a person. I shared with all of you one time there was a person who was in the finance ministry in very eminent position in touch with very 
you know, eminent businessman of the country, he was having a backache where he has tried all kinds of treatment, take, taken all kinds of medication, all kinds of steroids. Still, he is not getting relief and he was praying, Swamiji, can you please pray that I leave this body? It was too much for him to tolerate. So, we all have a karmic bank account because of the sinful deeds. Yes, we have sinful reactions which manifest in the form of misery and pain. Krishna in the Gita says, Sarva dharman parityajya maam ekam sharanam raja. Surrender to me. Be conscious of me. Aham tvam sarva pape bhyo mokshe shami masucha. I will free you from sinful reactions. Actually, we mess up our lives. We are the cause of that pain and misery. Although we may not be able to see the immediate cause, but actually we are the cause. Misuse of free will, forgetfulness of the Lord, disobeying the instructions of the Lord leads us to such situations or problems in life. For example, every government has a police department who at times chase the criminals, catch hold of them, imprison them and even inflict punishment on them. Government has to do it to maintain law and order. So now the same police department does not you know, mess the life of any law-abiding citizen. So by taking our own lives, by committing suicide, it looks like we have burned the reactions, put an end to the misery, but the karmic reactions are not burned. In fact, the soul is eternal. The soul will continue to suffer the reactions of those karmic so-called account. Not only that, a person will also incur additional bad karma because he has misused his free will to cut short his life, take his own life. It's a sinful act. So knowing that we are eternal, just by ending the body, we don't end the sinful reactions. The sinful reactions come with the soul. We have a karmic bank account. Just like we have the gross body, we have a sukshma body, subtle body, manas, buddhi and ahankara and all these karmic accounts carry forward with the soul, with this subtle body to the next life. So that way it may look out of ignorance that yes, it solves the problem, but actually it does not solve the problem, it aggravates the problems. Now what is the solution? The solution is that we have to heed to the advice which Krishna is sharing with us in the Bhagavad Gita. We have to become eager to follow his instructions. Krishna is actually our well-wisher. He is very kind. He is very merciful. He has given us these wonderful instructions. If he is asking us to surrender to him, it's not for him. It's for us. It's for our good. So when we take shelter of the Lord, when we surrender to the Lord, when we pray to the Lord, when we become his devotees, when we obey his instructions, we start you know, moving in the direction of peace and prosperity. 
So in the section below in the description of this video, I have shared with you a link, a PDF file which you can download. These are prayers offered by Gajendra. You know, in Bhagavatam we have the pastime of Gajendra Moksha, where Gajendra was, you know, caught, his feet was caught, his leg was caught by a crocodile when he had gone to a water body to take bath. And he was in a lot of pain, a lot of agony. But because he was a devotee in his previous life, he remembered the Lord. This is one of the characteristics of a devotee. If we have cultivated our relationship with the Lord, when we are in pain, when we are in agony, we know what to do. We will take shelter of the Lord. We will fall at the feet of the Lord. And if we have not cultivated that relationship, that option will not be there. We'll take shelter of drugs, we'll take shelter of intoxicants, we'll take shelter of so many other things. So Gajendra took shelter of the Lord, prayed very intensely. These prayers are there in the Bhagavatam and I have shared some of these prayers. We can download these prayers and we can also offer the prayers. In fact, uh, in the morning after Mangala Arti, we do offer the prayers because all of us are going through challenging times. So it's always good we can beg the Lord for His protection, for His guidance. So you can download the prayers, go through them and you can even offer these prayers. Now when we go to the Lord, when we have problems and not when we are going through good times, we are completely oblivious of the Lord, we are forgetful of the Lord, we have not invested our time and energy in cultivating that relationship, then quite possible we will be bewildered when we are in problem. They are saying that if we go to Lord, when we are in a problem, then we have a problem. So we have to be a little proactive. Not that we go to the Lord only when we have problems. Rather we should go to the Lord knowing that He is a loving Father. Be obedient to Him. Follow His instructions. Take His guidance. Listen to His word, His teachings, His instructions. Abide those instructions in our lives. And then our life will be glorious. So you can download these prayers and offer these prayers. And also let us cultivate that relationship, invest our time and energy so that we have this relationship with the Lord. And when tough time comes, which is inevitable, we can approach the Lord and seek His blessings, seek His guidance, seek His strength so that we can tide through such times with smile on our face. It's quite possible. So <clears throat> we will take up some questions. We have a question from Arihant Jain. Can ignorance be one of the motivator of suicide? If yes, then why animals being more ignorant than humans don't attempt it? Main thing in human beings is that we have got developed free will. Animals that way the free will is relatively subdued. Like for example we have a choice what to eat what not to eat. Animals carnivores means they can eat only flesh. They herbivores only eat grass. Because we have got developed free will we end up messing our lives royally. And as a result, you know, we go through a lot of, in the, in the attempt to maximize our happiness, eat, drink, be merry, we take all kinds of 
things to maximize happiness in life even don't resist doing sinful deeds misdeeds criminal activities and as a result we mess up our lives even more than that of animals next question is from chanchal saha doesn't a devotee have right to get angry with god why god doesn't come to help depressed ones immediately like used to do with arjuna why this partiality does god prefer arjun over others krishna in the gita says that he is equal to everyone name dveshostina priya he is not partial to anyone but arjuna chose to be a devotee of the lord in fact we all know that arjuna was given an offer you want me or you want my army arjuna said i want you and then krishna reminded mind you i'll not be fighting i'll not be lifting the arms arjuna said still i want you so likewise unknowingly unintentionally we have chosen not to have the lord in our lives we have chosen to invest our time and energy in something else our attention on something else indirectly we have indicated to the lord you know i'll mind my life you mind your life you mind your business now, unfortunately we go to lord only when we have problems and that is a problem so if we are devotee like arjuna then definitely lord will help us he is not partial in that sense if we surrender to him he is promising he is assuring that he will protect us but we have to take that step because he has given us a free will this question is from malini devi dasi why do we say that people try to frame what do we say when people try to frame someone miserably and push the person towards suicide if the soul is not strong then eventually there will be a breaking point for the soul as i mentioned yes we all can go through lot of challenges in life but if we have taken shelter of the lord if we have cultivated that relationship the lord will be source of strength of wisdom even in such trying times and that is the best thing we should do otherwise there could be various permutations and combinations of circumstances which can completely overwhelm us so the best thing is to take shelter of the lord pray to the lord depend on the lord and always be under his protection this question is from chaturya reddy when a person committed many sinful acts in the past and out of fear and guilt of its reaction and social shaming is always living in fear how to make that person accept the past and live in peace many things are within our control we can do things the best part about spirituality is we are trying to associate with the lord cultivate our relationship with the lord who is not an ordinary person he is shad aishwarya purnam he is replete with all strength all wealth all knowledge all fame all beauty all renunciation imagine 
a person in this world, a politician who is in a very powerful position, how there are so many psychophants, so many people trying to approach him for favors, but still that person has limitation. Now here we are talking about a personality who is omnipotent, all-powerful. So anything is possible by the mercy, by the grace of the Supreme Lord. Just like we have examples, we have passed on, these are all historical facts. The bridge of Lanka, the Rama decided the stones will float. So Hanuman just chanted Sri Ram and jumped and he crossed the Lanka, crossed the, you know, the ocean, reached Lanka. So by the grace of the Lord, by the mercy of the Lord, there is a saying which says, Mukham karoti vachalam pangum langayate girim. Mukham karoti, a person can recite eloquent poetry even though he is dumb. A person who is lame can cross mountains. By what? By the mercy of the Lord. Only thing is, we have to cultivate that relationship. We have to build that relationship and the Lord is inviting us into that relationship. Any relationship we have to cultivate, we have to spend time, we have to spend energy. It doesn't happen by itself. Even a material relationship. The Lord is inviting us. In fact, the whole Gita is spoken so that we can cultivate that relationship. He is inviting. He is telling, Man mana, think of me, become my devotee. He is promising, I will free you from sinful reactions. But unfortunately, out of ignorance, because of adamancy, because of rebellion, we have chosen otherwise. This question is from Ratandeep Ray. Can it happen that some people are destined to die due to suicide? Actually, it is not a fact. Krishna has not created this world where some people are destined to commit suicide. No. Yes, a person may go through a lot of pain and agony because of his karmic reactions. But it is not that the Lord has... It is because of misuse of free will. We use our free will to end our lives. Many attempts this, but they don't die. Is it that the lifespan was still left? As I said, it is not destined to die by suicide. So those there are people who may make that attempt. Some are successful, some are not. But if anyone actually succeeds in taking his life, it's a sinful act. Because he has put an end to his life, not at the due time. This question is from Deepak Luthra. Sri Ram took Samadhi by immersing himself in Sarayu river. Was that suicide? The answer is no. Great personalities, when they wind up their pastimes, they just wind up the pastime by taking Samadhi or, like for example, amalgamating with the deity. So that's not considered as a suicide. Such personalities come to this material world not by the force of their karma not because of the force of the karmic reactions and at the right time they wind their pastimes apparently in ways like they have ended there by some let's for example krishna you know shot by a hunter he didn't die because just because a hunter shot that arrow and you know he got killed he wound his pastimes so it's not a suicide in the case of lord shri rama this question is from roshan mishra 
you people to get through anxieties to be very honest the answer is yes so long as we are in this for a pure devotee for a personality like shri prabhupad even though they may go through lot of ups and downs lot of this thing but because they are transcendentally situated because they are pure devotees the miseries don't touch them does not a, a pure devotee who is self realized is equipoised in happiness and distress pleasure and pain fame and infamy now we all are treading that path we have not become pure devotees so so long as we have some contaminations we have some anarthas we still have some godlessness such pain such anxieties will touch us but the good part is we are confident we are on the right path and if we tread this path diligently very soon we will come to a stage where we are unaffected by ups and downs in life krishna in the gita says brahma bhuta prasannatma na shochati na kankshati a person can reach a stage where he is always happy prasannatma he is does not hanker he does not lament so we are treading that path we haven't reached the destination but we are confident the path is right it's authorized and very soon we will reach that destination this question is from vinayak churasiya how we can come out of these four problems janma mrityu jara vyadi please explain so this material body is like an imprisonment for the soul when we have karmana daiva netrena jantur deha utpatyate karmana because of the karmas deha devanetrena by divine supervision that soul gets a material body based on his desires based on his karma a person gets another material body and so long as we have this material body we have this janma mrityu jara vyadi we cannot avoid it even if we have a body of a devata even if we have a body of a rich man living in a palatial house still we cannot avoid janma mrityu jara vyadi birth death old age disease we have examples of many many rich men last time i showed you pictures of uh, actresses of yester years very beautiful very good looking jara old age skin has become wrinkled not able to walk and eventually die so so long as we have this material body we will have to suffer the pains of janma mrityu jara vyadi krishna is inviting that by following a process by following his instruction yad gatva na nivartante tad dhamam paramam mama we have example of dharma artha kama and moksha in fact human life is meant for this human life is meant one of the prime purpose of human form of life is that how we can come out of this repetition of birth and death how we can stop 
the cycle of punarapi janma punarapi marna and keep getting material bodies and that is the process of going back home back to godhead which is also called mukti from some people's perspective so the whole whole bhagavad gita is spoken for that how we can liberate from this entanglement how we can attain our original spiritual body where we don't have to undergo janma mrityu jara vyadi krishna says if you come to my spiritual abode yad gatva na nivartante you don't have to come to this material world which is which is punarapi janma punarapi marana this question is from ashwin shrinivasan can this trend of suicide be reduced also whoever who does it what happens to their soul as i mentioned the soul continues to suffer the sinful reactions and also the the suffering can get aggravated because of the additional karmic reaction of having taken one's own life it's a misuse of free will to put an end to one's own life untimely so the problem gets aggravated so can the trend of suicide be reduced yes the trend of suicide can be reduced if more and more people are enlightened more and more people have access to this wonderful knowledge which krishna is sharing in the gita more and more people take shelter of the lord more and more people become devotees of the lord definitely for sure this trend can reduce drastically in fact shri prabhupad when he went to america so he met lot of eminent leaders so there was a big challenge in the society because in spite of so much of you know police force there was lot of crime uh, especially in downtown areas and the cities and all that so he said give me enough facility to distribute prasadam and for hari naam chanting of the holy names i can assure you that the crime will reduce and in some pockets it was tried and definitely yes the crime did reduce because there is a change and transformation of heart you know this criminal mentality is there in the heart which is impure which is rebellious of lord so when we become purified of kama krodha loba mada matsarya automatically crime will reduce this question is from sadhana gupta kindly clarify if our subtle body is temporary or is eternal our subtle body is also eternal like as i said gross body is temporary when we die this this body which is made of five material elements earth air water fire and ether it's burned to ashes or it's cremated but the subtle body sukshma sharira manas buddhi and ahankara goes with the soul but having said that it is not eternal in the sense this manas buddhi and ahankara does not go with the soul to the spiritual world so long as the soul is in the material world this material element the subtle material element of manas buddhi and ahankara goes with the soul but when the soul gets liberated from this material world goes to the spiritual world then this material mind material ego is all vanquished then the soul in the spiritual world has spiritual mind spiritual senses spiritual body this question is from manas sandha many times if any bad things happen then people used to go 
for palmistry and check their graha or nakshatra to get rid of bad face by going through some specific puja. Is this genuine or by doing this way we face some other challenges in future? Many years ago there was uh, advertisement in newspapers. Now that person is no more. He was a very big numerologist, very famous person. person. His name was R.C. Kalia. And the ad used to say, he was very frank in that sense. You say, Kalia can tell your future, but Kalia cannot change your future. In other words, he can see the hands and tell you that this is what's going to happen. And that also was quite reassuring for people. If you are going through some acute disease or problem, at least knowing that for next three months you have problem was, you know, at least a person gets some clarity. At least he can, you know, plan accordingly or tolerate accordingly. Okay, for three months, this bad phase I have to go through and then it will be all right. So, <clears throat> no doubt astrologers can give us some idea about what's going to unfold in our lives. More so if he is authorized. Astronomy, astrology, these all are Vedic sciences. But unfortunately, in present times, we may not have very genuine practitioners who are quite conversant with this science. There could be people who are just taken this as a means of livelihood and may not be knowing the science properly, having learnt it properly from the right source. So best solution is rather than Prabhupada, this way the devotee is going to astrologers when they were going through problems. As I mentioned earlier, Everyone in this world has limitation. They all are limited to different degrees. They may have some powers. Let's say take about a powerful politician. You can go to a powerful politician. He can sanction many things to you. But there are a lot of things for which he too has limitation. Let's say a person is, is very badly infected. That politician can help recommend a good hospital and maybe a you know bed in that hospital but we know that in spite of having the best of hospitals the best of medication person dies so all of us have limitations such limitations don't exist in the lord because he is all powerful he is omnipotent now somebody may say that you know a person in my family got infected or you know he was diseased and then we prayed to the Lord but the Lord did not save him. Why the Lord did not save him? Why the Lord was he not all powerful to save that person? At times we can be unreasonable in our expectations. So long as we are in this material world, Janma, Mrityu, Jara, Vyadi is must. Now when we are in this world, if we pray to Lord that please do not break the relationships, this, this expectation is unreasonable so long as we are in this world. Krishna in the Gita is giving us knowledge of one who has taken birth is sure to die and for one who dies is sure to take birth again. If we are in ignorance, out of ignorance we have false expectations and those expectations are not met, we become crestfallen, become dejected, we become bewildered. So that's why it is very important to have this knowledge. 
then we can have the right expectations. For example, if a person says, Krishna, I should not die. I don't want to die. This prayer will not be fulfilled so long as we have this material body. Yes, as a soul, yes, we are eternal. But if we have that ignorance that I am the body and I am praying that I want to live. Even Hiranyakashipu prayed. He wanted to be eternal. He asked a benediction from Brahmaji. Brahmaji said, I am myself not immortal. How can I give you this benediction? So indirectly he took the benediction that I should not die day or night by a man or an animal, by a weapon, by a land or in sky. But still Hiranyakashipu was killed. So that way many times our expectations are wrong. At times our prayers are unreasonable, not knowing the facts. And therefore we get dejected. Otherwise, Lord is all-powerful. If we pray to the Lord sincerely and with knowledge, He can do anything. We have many, many examples of Lord, but we should also not ask for some petty miracles. Krishna going to Him and like, to solve our problems, we should not use Lord as an order carrier. So that way, uh, genuine spirituality is a completely different ball game. We are not supposed to use Lord as, you know, fulfiller of all our demands and needs. This question is from Nota Man. Can being too curious in general, in can give suicidal thoughts? For everything we have to be regulated, even in our eating, sleeping, recreation and work, Krishna says we have to be regulated. Excess of anything can be bad, excess of even eating the right thing can be bad. So excess of curiosity also can be bad. I don't know whether it can lead to suicidal thoughts, but for sure we have to regulate our lives. This question is from Harshad J. How different is Samadhi compared to suicide? Is it about the intent that is in the eyes of the Lord is good or bad? As I mentioned to you earlier, great personalities, exalted personalities who are representatives of the Lord and the Lord himself, they don't come to this material world by the force of their karma. They are nitya siddhas. They are eternally liberated souls. Just like, for example, a king may go to a prison house. Or let's say chief minister may go to prison or just to supervise, just to see things how they are. Just because he is in a prison house does not mean that he is like a prisoner. He has come to the prison house just to check out of his free will and whenever he wants he can walk out of the prison house. Unlike other prisoners. So likewise the Lord also comes to this material world. He sends his empowered representatives. They have a mission. Yada yadahi dharmasya glanir bhavati dharma sanstapnarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge. He comes, he sends his representatives, and whenever his pastimes have got over, he winds up his pastimes. Whenever his work is over, mission is accomplished, he winds up his pastimes and leaves. And apparently, to bewilder the atheist, it may look like he got killed or he got, you know, he died, but actually, they wound their pastimes. It may materially look like he got killed, but it is never the case. They come out of their free will and when their mission is accomplished, they just uh, leave this planet. And hence, it is different from the death of a conditioned soul.
So whenever this exalted personality takes samadhi or the Lord himself winds his pastimes, it should not be compared to suicide. This question is from Prakash Singh. How to make the right choices in knowledge? First, to have the knowledge that will help us to make the right choices. And second, to seek and pray for the blessings of the Lord. Sometimes knowledge alone is not enough. To put the knowledge in practice, we need strength, we need blessings, we need mercy of the Lord. And hence, we should pray to the Lord, invest time and energy in cultivating that relationship so that we can associate with the Lord. We have Lord with us in our lives. And by His mercy, by His strength, we will be able to cross all obstacles. There is a verse in the Bhagavad Gita where Krishna says, Makchitta Sarvadurgani Matprasada Tarishasi if you become conscious of me, by my grace, you will cross over all obstacles of conditional life. Atachitahankaram, if you act out of false ego, not hearing me, you will be lost. So if we take shelter of the Lord, depend on Him, seek His blessing, seek His mercy, by His grace, by His strength, we can cross all obstacles in life. Hare Krishna.